Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. G'day and welcome once again to Profitable Farmer. This is actually our last podcast for 2020. And I'm quite sure that there are many of us just rolling into some real reflection on what has been in one way an incredibly unique year, but then in another way, an absolutely fantastic year. And so, um, you know, it's wonderful as I sort of connect with clients from Queensland all the way down to Victoria and onto Kangaroo Island and across to WA that, that for the most part, we're having a really positive farming season, um, at least in one or more of our enterprises, which is just fantastic to see. But at the same time, it's been a crazy year with um, a unique challenge that has affected every single person on this planet in some way. And I'm not sure that there's ever been anything that's happened in our reality that has had such a profound and widespread impact. So I believe that as we roll into Christmas, if you're still on a header or a chaser bin or a truck, that's okay. But but now is the time to reflect and to sit back and take the lessons from the year that's been and use those lessons to build as we now move into the future. So um, it was wonderful just over the last few weeks to road trip with one of my mates and, and business coaches at Farm Owners Academy in David Westbrook, we got to um, leave from Canberra and visit about five or six clients on the way down to Kangaroo Island. And I was lucky enough to get onto Kangaroo Island and finally, with borders opening up, visit some of our fire-affected families on that island. And one of my amazing reflections, just as I sort of look back as to what they've achieved in their last 12 months, is quite extraordinary. I think it's just such a testament to what is so unique about Australian agriculture in terms of their resilience, their dedication, their passion, and just the way in which they've bounced back. We've got clients on Kangaroo Island who were, for the most part, completely burned by the fires earlier this year. And within eight or nine months, they've put up 40 or 50 kilometres of fencing. They've rebuilt shearing sheds. They've rebuilt homes. They've had ram sales. They've, um, you know, they've restocked and have enjoyed a shearing or now a successful harvest. Um, It was overwhelming to see the spread of and the impact of that fire. But what was even more incredible was just to see the degree to which those clients that I got to visit have bounced back, just their resilience and their determination to um, recover and thrive was beyond its inspiring. So for those of you listening, I just want to say a heartfelt congratulations and thank you sincerely for your hospitality. It gives me great pleasure in this podcast to welcome three of our amazing business coaches to join me as we reflect on the year that was and as we share some tips on how to get set to make 2021 your best year yet. So, Westy, great to have you online. Thank you, Hatch. Great to be here. Tracy, wonderful to see you again. Thanks, Jeremy. Pleasure to be here. And Cheryl, thank you for your hospitality and great to see you as well. Touch. No, it was lovely to have you call in. That was really nice. Thanks, Cheryl. So, Westy, just to throw to you first, mate, down on Kangaroo Island and having 
um, being part of that fire event and that recovery effort. What's your update and what's your assessment on how people have navigated this year and that hardship? Yeah, it was great for you to be able to get down here, Hutch, and um, so many of our listeners would have experienced fire as well in the past. So um, far out, I think for me, just very, very proud to be part of the Kangaroo Island community, to be honest. Like on this Tuesday, we've got our local Christmas play that we do here at Stokes Bay and um, that's going to be held in a brand new shearing shed just up the road from our, our Stokes Bay Hall, which is um, in disrepair after the bushfire. So just all the little things like that, that um, if, you ha- if you're not part of a community that's been ravaged by fires, it's, it's hard to understand it. But for me to be able to see and be part of this community with all these little things and, and plus all the big things like um, obviously the, the way that our members and, and other members of the, the Kangal Island community have launched back in um, into farming and held their chin up. Um, at, at times they've sort of, some of these farms have been that worked on their own and then after the bushfires they've had to manage 20, 30 people on their farm fencing. Um, so it's been a, a huge challenge in all aspects for them. Um, but far out, it's been exceptional to be a part of it and um, and, and watch it. I think, um, and one thing, Tracy, that you've taught us is just the importance of finding gratitude and living a life of gratitude, especially where there is hardship. And what comes up for me as you talk, Westy, is just sometimes we can take our local communities for granted. Um, but I think being in regional communities and being part of um, larger and extended communities and families like that that you experience on KI. KI is just something to be incredibly grateful for. Tracy, would you agree? Yeah, I think that's why I've just been so impressed with people's reactions to what they've been through is that they've managed to look in the look for the good in the situation. Um, and so they've been quick to um, obviously acknowledge the devastation of what they've lost, but then to be able to look for what's positive and what's come out of it. And one of the big things is that you just see the truth of humanity is that people really care about each other. And I remember Westy's wife, Becky, posting on Instagram about how wretched she felt. She felt guilty that she was able to go home to her home when so many other people couldn't. And that's true empathy is when you feel so much for others um, that there's almost this sense of, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit guilty that the fires went around us and, you know, we, we stand here and survive. And that kind of sentiment is, you know, our true humanity. And I think that that always comes to the forefront as a result of disaster and particularly in rural communities because everybody is so close and connected and look out for each other anyway. Thanks, Tracy. And Cheryl, I know that you and Tim and your fencing contracting team um, were quick to respond to get down onto KI to help farming families down there. And I know that many of your clients are on the island and part of that recovery. What's your reflection on what you've seen in terms of their, um, their bouncing back this year? Yeah, look, I... Um what I really loved when I was over there was how much everyone was um, singing the praises of what they've learned through Farm Owners Academy and just how much it's helped them in terms of their 
planning and preparation and, you know, just getting in there and getting things done, but also in terms of their mindset, like just, you know, they've, they've said that if they hadn't had their training in their mind, in mindset that they'd had through Farm Owners Academy, they wouldn't be dealing with it the same. Like it was just that ability to look at it really, you know, okay, we've got a challenge in front of us. Um, we just deal with it. Like, you know, it is what it is. Let's deal with it. So, um, yeah, I really loved hearing that and really admired that in the people that we talked to, you know, so soon after the fires that they will be able to, were able to have that approach. Thanks, Cheryl. I think it's true that the, the truly successful people in life work harder on themselves than they do on their day job or on their business or on what's right in front of them. And it's just wonderful to see that the, the self-development and the focus on our own mindset and our own development is having an impact and helping people recover more strongly. So I completely agree. So perhaps then looking further afield, guys, and having been incredible business coaches to, you know, farming families right across Australia and into New Zealand, Westie, um, keen with you just to reflect on this year. Tracy, perhaps to start with you, if I could, how do you reflect on 2020 um, from a personal standpoint? And then as you reflect back across what you've seen clients achieve and the journey that you've shared with them over the year? So for me, um, 2020 has been incredible. I've absolutely loved this year. I've worked from home for some time. And so in terms of COVID, nothing changed for me personally, except that it brought my family home, um, which I really enjoyed. So I loved having them around and being able to spend more time with them. And because there was less reason to drive or go anywhere, there was more time to sit and talk and more time to walk along the beach. And in fact, my business has grown as a result of COVID. And so there's been more opportunity to help people, which I'm extremely grateful for. And in terms of my clients, um, it's because I'm not a farmer, it's been wonderful to reflect on what's happening globally and compare it with an outsider looking in to what happens with farmers year in, year out. And what farmers are faced with always is the uncertainty of weather. And now we all know what it's like. So the rest of the world has experienced uncertainty. Make a plan, like for us personally, we, we had a 21st organised for my daughter and then we had an outbreak in Adelaide and all of a sudden we were in a very short but strict shutdown and the party had to be cancelled. And so this is what happens in the day-to-day -day running of a farm is that you make a plan and then it rains or it doesn't rain and the plan changes. And so I think that that's been wonderful for the rest of the world to be able to experience that. And I also think that it's given perspective to um, our farming clients where they realise that you can embrace uncertainty and you can become more present in the moment. And what I'm always teaching um, my farming clients is that rather than resenting the sudden change in plan during the day, you embrace the fact that your priority has changed. You had one priority and now something's come up and you have a new priority and it doesn't matter. You don't have to rehash it and beat yourself up about it. You can just shift. And that's one of the significant changes that I've seen in my clients is their ability to accept more quickly the change and then to move forward, which really lines up with what you've been talking about with people getting on with things in, in regards to fires. Tracy, is that 
at its core what resilience is? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's really about having faith in life. As you know, my motto is life is for you. And if you really believe that, then you can trust that no matter what's thrown at you, everything is going to be okay. And I think the thing that speeds up how quickly everything is going to be okay is your response to what happens. So you can either freak out, get mad about it and stay there for a long time, or you can feel the emotion that you feel. It's not about blocking it altogether. Respond to what's happened and then quickly pivot and start to look for the good in the situation and what you can actually do about the situation. And even when we think there's absolutely nothing we can do, the one thing that we do have control over is how we feel about it. And so it's just checking in and seeing how your initial response is, understanding that your initial response is based on your past and your conditioning and what you've modelled as you've grown up, how you've seen your parents, you know, react to certain things and knowing that you have a choice in this moment and you can actually respond differently in these situations. And I have loved seeing that in my clients, watching them report back that something that they would normally be mad about for three days, they've been able to move on in a few hours or even one day. So that I think that that's been a significant change this year. What are some of the lessons, Tracy, that you believe have arrived to us as a result of what's played out this year? I think that you can't necessarily control all of the steps towards your goal. So one of the things that we teach here at Farm Owners Academy is to get clarity about what you want and then to let go of your tight grip on exactly how that's going to pan out. So you make a plan and as Andrew always likes to say, you know, you can't drive a parked car. So you take off down a particular track and as it unfolds, you adjust Um, And I think sometimes people are very attached to exactly the way they're going to get somewhere. Um, For example, I was talking to one of my clients and she wanted her husband um, to do something differently. And I said, that's not what you really want. What do you really want? And she said, no, that's what I really want. I really want him to do some things differently. And I know a lot of people listening will be able to relate to this. If only my spouse would, dot, dot, dot. Um, And when I went a little bit further and a little bit further, eventually she said, I want an easier life. And I said, okay, now you know what you want. You're actually focusing on the how. You think the way that you're going to get to an easier life is by your husband doing some certain things differently. And if you can let go of that and focus on your goal of having an easier life, then you can really take responsibility for that. So I think that um, I think that that's one of the things that I think a lot of people are starting to realise because our plans have changed. A lot of us had holidays booked. Many of us were going to be overseas this year and we're not. And, you know, the absolute plus of that is that rural areas have all of this tourism happening now, um, which is injecting into their economies that wouldn't have happened if we were all overseas in the middle of the year. So it's just trusting that. I don't know how this is going to be for me, but somehow it will be and we just allow that to show up for us. I like that construct of being attached to the what, but relaxing at least a little bit on the how. Yeah, 
yeah, believe in what you want and know that you can create that. But yeah, you might not have it all mapped out exactly how it's going to happen. Thanks, Tracy. Cheryl, what about for you? How do you reflect on the year that's been? And as you reflect on, I guess, the journey you've been on with your clients, what what are you most proud of for them? Um, yeah, look, so many things. Um, I'm, I'm always so proud of my clients. <laughs> I feel like I go on the journey with them and, um, yeah, do the ups and downs with them. And um, so, you know, it's it's so lovely to... Um, you know, see when they have successes and you know, um, see them have some breakthroughs. And uh, so, um, yeah, lots lots and lots of things. I think um, one of the things I've really enjoyed is the mastermind groups, like seeing the mastermind groups, the bonds starting to form in those mastermind groups and how well they're supporting each other. Uh, and, like, I've got my, my first group that started in a mastermind group they have called themselves the Grateful Eights and their whole focus in that group is just all about gratitude and what's working in their lives. I mean, you know, they're in there, they're supporting each other and um, helping each other through various things, but there's just so much focus in there about being positive and being grateful. And, you know, some of them are going through a really tough year, which is it's extra tough because so much of Australia is having a good year. Um, but some of them in that group are just having having another really tough one. And honestly, I just admire so much their mindset around that, their ability to just, or actually even joke about it, like you know, um, and you know, and just know that it's all going to work out. It will work out, and that's that's what I love is that you know that quiet confidence that, it, like Tracy was saying, that it is for them, and that they're getting some amazing learnings out of that, and that it's at the end of the day, you know, the, going through those tough patches are what often. Um, create the best farmers because they, you know, that's when they have to really knuckle down and really think about things and really, um, you know, just work out what's working and what's not working. And I had a conversation with someone yesterday, actually, and he said, you know, it, it had been a tough year, but it's the year when he can start to make decisions um, about which parts of the farm to keep, you know, full on cropping and which parts, you know, they should be looking at something else to do with you know to really really capitalize whereas in the past they've just sort of cropped you know most most of their country and you know it's it's so it's it's looking for the opportunities in all of the challenges that they're presented with so so yeah I've totally I've totally loved that um and yeah just really I mean fingers crossed that those those guys will have a good season next year they've had a had a run of tough ones so I'm really really hoping they'll have a good one but um but I guess, you know, for me, it is that mindset, that focus on mindset that Farm Owners Academy brings to, you know, um, exposes everyone to. And I'm seeing that through just everything, you know, every single business has got stuff that they're dealing with. <laughs> you know, from the outside, you look and you just think, oh, they've got it all together. But every business is dealing with with things and, you know, they've all got their challenges and, um and, you know, so things like, uh, you know, just families working together. And so, you know, working through the process of better communication and better planning and then how that brings the family together and just, you know, the better relationship that comes out of that. It's it's just amazing to watch that. And a lot of that comes down to them, um, you know, getting their mind in the right place and, and deciding that that's their priorities to work, work well together as a family. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Um, yeah, and then things like um, we, we've had some who 
oh, look, it's, it's about just putting trust in the process. Like um, there's been a couple who, two separate businesses who've only just signed uh, over you know, buying new land and they've, they've both said how much they've just had to absolutely trust the process. One in particular they um, put in for another block of land. It was their dream, you know, a fantastic block that looked really good and they missed out on it. And the response that they came back to me with straight away was, well, there's obviously something better coming. And, you know, despite the disappointment, that was their response. And honestly, within it was probably two or three weeks, their absolute dream block that they'd been watching their whole life, <laughs> whole farming life and wanting to buy, um, they, they've just purchased, like they've just gone through the process and have just purchased that. So, you know, it's one of those where you just go, oh, it gives me goosebumps when I think about it. Like, and it's just been, you know, they've just, they were just so confident that, okay, that means something better is coming. So, um and, and another example is uh, another family who were employing a, wanting to employ someone and they wanted their gun employee and they were very focused on getting the right person. And, you know, they went through the whole process and did all the work and um, found someone that they thought would be really good and at the last minute pulled out. And so, and again, same thing, they just went, oh, well, someone better's coming. And, and sure enough, <laughs> they've now got their absolute gun employee. They're so happy with the guy that they've got. So, you know, it just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, story after story, actually, um, of, you know, um, people just, actually, it's really interesting that, um, you know, a lot of them, there's, there's been so many things happen in their lives and so many changes in their business. And, you know, a lot of them come into the course saying, you know, they, they need to bump their profit up and, you know, make more money. It's funny how that becomes a byproduct of everything else. It's no longer the major focus. It's, uh, and, and, but, it, but it happens just quietly. They, you know, that's what I'm loving again this year is seeing lots of the businesses who have, you know, coming out of four years of drought actually, um, you know, starting to make some really good money this year. So, um, but it's, but it's not the focus anymore. Their focus is more about getting balance in their lives and enjoying their lives and, um, you know, making sure all the other bits are working and, the, you know, the family's getting on well and all that sort of stuff. And it's amazing how once you have a really strong mindset around all of that, everything else just falls into place. So. Such a great comment, Cheryl. I think, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if everyone here agrees, but I believe the making of money is an outcome. You know, it shouldn't be our primary focus. And often um, when it is our primary focus, that's when it doesn't turn up. But when we focus on other things and perhaps more selfless things um, and more significant things, then that's when money can flow. What would, you, would that be your comment as well? Yeah, no, definitely. I totally agree with that. And I guess it's, you know, from uh, our perspective here in this business, we've, we've always operated like that. You know, money's never been it. It's always been about just trying to do the best that we can and enjoying the journey and, um, you know, uh, overcoming the challenges that, uh, you know, come up. And, and um, yeah, I guess that's, that's the bits that's fun, <laughs> that are fun is being able to overcome those challenges and keep on growing. And, yeah, it's amazing how we're always blown away by where the money comes from. It just you kind of go, well, how did that happen? <laughs> but but it just the money just seems to turn up. So yeah, I totally agree. What are your reflections on the year personally, Cheryl? And and perhaps what are you you most proud of about how um, you've navigated this year as a family and business? Yeah, it's been a fantastic year for us as well. Um, certainly had its ups and downs, had its challenges, um, particularly in terms of just how busy we've been, I think. 
and, and it's because we've been in the process of setting up a whole new business structure and we've, uh, yeah, what we've actually done is brought a young couple into our business to, uh, you know, they've joined our business and uh, it's going to allow Tim and I freedom going forwards. So it's it's been quite a journey to get there, uh, but we're we're kind of there now. <laughs> so so um, you know the the structure is in place. Um, our, our team, I've, I can't tell you how many people I've um, spoken to and just said our team has been absolutely amazing this year. Like we honestly, I I'm so so grateful for our team and their attitude and the way they all work together and the way they absolutely put in <laughs> is incredible and. So just blown away by, you know, the team we've got now. And um, and so, you know, it's, it's really exciting times ahead for us, I guess, to know that that's, it's, it's been a process. That's been what we've worked on for the last five years is, is getting this structure in place and, and getting the young couple uh, into the business. And, yeah, we're so uh, excited now that it's happening and we're, you know, Tim and I can see, you know, going forward that we're, going to be able to absolutely choose what we do within the business and be free to step out as we want to, which is really exciting. Thanks, Cheryl. As I sort of watch your journey from a distance, I think you and Tim really embrace that construct of having a freedom farm. And you speak of how aligned and how significant the performance of your team is now. But to your point, that's been a five-year journey arriving to there. I do believe that um, great teams are built they're not bought and they do take time to establish but I also think you and Tim have been incredibly pioneering in our industry around how you have um, allowed for your team to become partners in the business and handing them that real opportunity to have an attitude of ownership physically and practically in your business it's just wonderful to see that playing out so positively for them but equally, you know, as a key step in you and Tim achieving the freedom that you have been looking for and so deserve. So I just want to do, uh, acknowledge you and say well done for being so incredibly pioneering around that. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, no, thank you. It's like we love it and we love like the the couple that we're bringing in. They're, they're amazing. They're an amazing couple. We've got so much confidence and faith in them and so I don't know. It's just amazing how it's just kind of all fallen into place. Uh, it's it's definitely been a, a journey, and we've had to work hard to get there. But you know, you look at it now, and you just see how you kind of almost guided to have it all fall into place. And um, yeah, I just I feel like we're just so lucky that you know they've turned up, and um, you know, it's all just it's kind of all just happened. <laughs> so so yeah, very very lucky. Cheryl, what would you say to someone who finds themselves early in that journey? They've got a young new team or they might not have found the people that might be their long-term players. What would you say to um, people who are just starting that journey of building out that that high-performance and stable team? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it is baby steps. Um, I keep telling my clients that it's baby steps. We we tend to come into Farm Owners Academy and look at what other people have got and, and go, we want that and we want that now. So, um, But it's a process and, um, you know, for us, all of the Farm Owners Academy principles we've just been gradually and it's and it's you know taken us time because it's been a it's been quite busy here so um it's taken time to implement things but we've just gradually put 
bits in, in places and gradually built on on that. So, you know, the planning took us a while to get it into place, but now that it is placed and in place and all the meetings, structure and whatever, that's that's had a massive impact on our team. Like the communication side of things has been absolutely huge. So um, you know, and looking back now, we go, well, why didn't we do that straight away? But it was it's the process and you know, you've got to work out what works for you. And we've modified constantly how we're doing things um, to suit our team and our business here. Um, and yeah, so I, I guess, you know, for me, like actually I've, I've been really lucky because Tim's amazing and he, there, there's been times when it's just like, ah, oh, this is too hard. <laughs> and Tim's just gone, all we've got to do is just keep our eye on that end goal and it'll all fall into place. He's really good at just saying that, no, you know, we've got a really clear picture. We've just got to keep focused on that. And so I think that is the key is just have that really clear picture of where you're heading and then just it's baby steps, you know, chip away as you can and it will, it'll all fall into place. So, um, yeah, and, you know, there's, there's always challenges, always some setbacks along the way, but I guess it's it's that learning to see those challenges as opportunities and, um, you know, mistakes become lessons and, and all those sorts of things and they just help you through all of those stages and and keep that eye on the end, keep your eye on that end goal. Thanks, Cheryl. And that links back beautifully to what Tracy suggested there that we've just got to constantly course correct. And this year's taught us that more than ever. Um, but having a really strong focus on what your end game is is just so important. So thank you for those comments. Westy, just to come to you, mate, you've had um a significant year. It's been a huge one for you and Certainly, again, your commitment to your clients is second to none, mate. How do you reflect on the year that's been and, and you know, what are you most proud of as you reflect across what you see your clients achieving? Yeah, thanks, Hutch. I think Tracy and Cheryl cover that off absolutely beautifully um, and obviously that discussion at the start around the bushfires and, and the resilience to overcome that adversity and it's not, yes, the bushfires stand out, but it's it's as farmers, it's day-to-day as well. There's day-to-day obstacles that get in the way. Um, and I love that quote that no one ever signed up to go on a flat roller coaster. I think it's such a, a good one to have in the back of your mind because, like, like Cheryl just said, um, keeping their eye on the end on the end game, on the on the end goal, um, but there's little things that pop up in the, in the meantime. And if that was easy, it would be boring. Um, and that's the exciting thing about farming is that we've got challenges that get thrown at us every day and, for me to be able to reflect back on on the year that's been with um, our members and, and clients of Farm Owners Academy and the ones that I spent a lot of time coaching is that um, there have been a lot of challenges, but then there's been so many great wins. And, and as a coach, it's exciting to be able to, um, in, a, in a strange kind of way, it's exciting to be able to speak to a client or a client rocks up to a meeting and they've and they've got a challenge in front of them. Um, because we know that a challenge um, or, or breakdown will result in a breakthrough. And time and time again, um, those breakthroughs are coming because of our, our clients' resilience. Um, and we've talked about mindset a lot today and understanding. So that they show up, something something comes, um, they have one of their, uh, their leaders in their, in their team uh, walk out or something happens or something breaks down or a, a lease, um, they, they lose a lease block, or whatever it might be. Um, but their attitude straight away is to, okay, what's what's the opportunity in this? What do I need to do? Um, this is our goal. These are our values. Um, let's move on. Let's push on. And it just the results that they are getting uh, is is great to great to watch. 
Thanks, Westy. And what about for you personally, mate? How do you reflect on 2020? 2020, it's been a, a really interesting year. I think um, for me, it's, it's been such a great year as a full-time employee um, and team member with you, Hutch. Um, we've achieved a lot with Farm Owners Academy. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Um, for me personally, um, family-wise, it's it's been great. It's, yeah, we're not too affected here on, on Kangaroo Island by, uh, by COVID. Um, obviously, the bushfires at the start of the year, but... That's brought community closer together. So we've had a really fun kind of adventure throughout the year. Um, we, we love the beach and we spent plenty of time on the beach as a family and just really enjoyed that. Um, I love getting out and visiting our, our clients. Um, so that's probably been a little bit of a, a struggle for me. If, if there was an obstacle, I think that's it, not being able to get out and uh, travel um, from farm to farm and, and see everyone. But same again, that, that um, sort of obstacle was created another great adventure um, for 2021. Thanks, Westy. So, Tracy, just to come to you, um, you mentioned earlier on that you know, there are some lessons that might come from the year that's been. Um, we've had more time. We've had the um, requirement to travel less. We've had our families around us. Um, we've probably learned to spend less, live more simply, um, you know, be grateful for our safety and our health, perhaps more than we have. Um, but perhaps just to round out that reflection on the year that's been, what, um, what do you think are some of the, the key takeaway lessons that have come from the coronavirus for families? I think that it has um, stopped us from being so busy outside of um, you know, running the farm. So for some of the women, for example, on farms, there was a period of time where they didn't have to do as much running around to sport and things like that for their children. Um, and so I think that the reason we've been given this opportunity to do less is to have an opportunity to reflect and go within. I think that what we can do is I've got a lot of clients in the Farm Owners Academy who are addicted to doing. And I believe that that addiction to busyness comes from um, avoidance of feeling emotions. Um, and I always joke, you know, when I ask a man, um, how do you feel? He'll tell me about what he's been doing. And I, I'll say, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> I asked you, how do you feel? And they can't even describe it. And I think that there's been this absolutely wonderful opportunity for us to do more work on ourselves. And when you're willing to do that work, when you're willing to deal with the stuff that you've been ignoring for years and just pushing down, that's the stuff that blocks us. That's what gets in the way of us being able to create our best lives. And so the reason that I've had an incredible year and so many of my clients have had an incredible year is because they have made that self-reflection a priority and the result of that is improved relationships, improved health, improved abundance, doing less and achieving more. All of those things are available if you're willing to take that time and I think that that time has been given to us um, when we've been restricted in some ways with how much we can do. Thanks Tracy and just to that point I mean as I reflect on the year that's been and across our clients, I just see so many families finding a greater level of alignment 
um, communicating more strongly, coming together and planning more effectively. Um, and I know you've all spoken to that, but then we see people leasing more country or finding new ways to improve the productivity of the farm that they have. To your point, Cheryl, so much um, pursuit of farm expansion, which is just incredible. And just to see people building out their teams and getting the systems and structures around their teams so that they can create that little bit more leverage and, and pursue that construct of a freedom farm. It's just amazing to see what our community is achieving. And so to those of you that are listening, on behalf of this coaching team, I just want to say congratulations for your year and for the journey you've been on with us. Um, it is inspiring and just want to encourage you all to make sure that you take time to reflect on, you know, what are the three or four things that you're each most proud of about the year that's been? Um, what are the lessons to take away um, in terms of the season and how that's played out in terms of what you've learned and how that's played out, but also around coronavirus and what are some of the tips that we can take from what's played out for us that can help us move into a new year with a different perspective and perhaps a different way of living. So with all of that in mind, I just want to transition now and we've got three incredible farm business coaches um, on this call. I'm just going to whip round and just ask each of them to share um, an answer, if you could, guys, to this question. If you were to give one or two key tips to our listeners on how they could set up to make 2021 their best year yet, what is it that you would have them do? So, Westy, I might come to you first, mate. If, um, if you were giving some advice or some direction to a client around what they can do between now and, say, the 15th of January to really make sure that they launch into 2021 incredibly strongly, what are the couple of tips that you'd have um, that you would send them away to focus on? Yeah, absolutely, Hutch. I think first and foremost, it's the you've got to have the belief and, and the excitement around what you want to achieve. So for me, it's about wanting to you, – you, you can blow out of the water what you can achieve, what you've achieved in your – 20, in 2020, you can blow that out of the water for 2021. So if you have that mindset and then as far as the advice goes, oh, that's that's the starting point. Um, and we get to see that as, as coaches, we can challenge our clients to, they, they want to set a bar here, set a goal here. We say, nah, you're, you're setting this goal here. Um, and then they, they actually achieve that and, and they blow their goals out of the water. So believe that, um, set some goals that blow out of the water and then really spend some time to... Um, analyze what that goal is so just quickly what what do you want to achieve and and why do you want to achieve it and and forget about the how um and we, we can talk about that later but it's, it's what what do you want to achieve why do you want to achieve it um and then we sort of break that down um into smaller steps smaller goals down the track but in short well, that's it perfect so how much time westy would you suggest that people need to be allocating um at the start of this year or coming into this new year um, as individuals and as families to, to get that clarity that you talk about? Yeah, I think, um, well, it can take, honestly, it can take weeks because we need to clear our minds of our past beliefs and our busy busyness coming out of the header. Hopefully there's a few people sitting on headers at the moment with a texter and scribbling all over their windows or their chaser bin 
uh, they're trapped at trapped in windows. Um, but it can take a, a long time to get that out of their head, um, switch off, and then when you come back in, allocate allocate um, designated time to sit down with yourself first because, like you said, there's, there's two aspects to this. There's your, sort of your personal uh, vision and goals and then, obviously, if you're part of a team um, and family, that that is, is different. So work on what you want first. You might want to spend sort of half a day, go, go away and go down the beach, get down the river, whatever it might be, um, and reflect on that and, and document that. Um, and then it's really, really important that everyone in your family and in your team is on the same page. Um, so we would recommend with our clients that they take two days off at some stage in the next few weeks to um, sit down as a team and reflect on what happened in 2020, what they what, what they do well, what could have they done better, um, what's still missing, and then, okay, what, what are they trying to achieve in 2021, um, and then break that down into, um, yeah, the... the, the the end goal, the annual goals, what do they want to achieve this year? What do they want to achieve this quarter? And then what do they need to achieve this week? Who do they need to get? What all, all aspects, break down, break down all aspects of your business, your team, your enterprises, your capital, your budgeting, everything, um, and dive into each one. And that, that can take two days, Hutch. Absolutely, mate. I think um, it's fair to say that a lot of people don't do this well and don't give it enough time and I think you're spot on that a minimum half day I'll I'll go back a step firstly um, allow yourself some time off to rest and recover from the year that's been I think that's a point that you mentioned it's so important not to launch into planning until you've had some real time to recharge but then absolutely at least a half a day just to reflect personally and to um yeah, just capture in a journal or on paper what has played out for you and then to start the process of getting clarity around what you personally want to achieve. And then absolutely, Westy, it's two days, isn't it, with your key um, team members sitting down and really focusing in on um, firstly a reflection, what have we achieved, what have we learned, and then, yeah, really deep thinking around the goals and the plans and the actions for all the different parts of the business for the new year. So thank you for that. Cheryl, what about for you? What are what are a couple of tips you'd have for people, perhaps in addition to what Westy has just shared around getting set up for the new year? Yeah, thanks, Hutch. Um, I think Westy's done a great job of covering, uh, you know, the, the, the idea of sitting down as a team and working through that. Um, I think... Uh, like I like to encourage my clients a couple of things. Um, before they actually have that annual meeting, I think it's a really good exercise to sit down and it's a great opportunity to reset as, a, you know, individually reset. And so it's a good chance just to, you know, really reflect on who you truly are. Like, you know, what what is most important to you? What are your values? What's, um, what you know, what, what does success mean to you, I suppose? Um and, you know, how are you going to know at this, you know, if you're looking at this, looking again at this time next year, how are you going to know whether you've been successful? Um, and I, I love the, um, the there's a, a pie chart that we use, but like the looking at a each, each area of your life and giving yourself a score. So, um, you know, a score out of 10 for um, your business or career, a score out of 10 for the financial part of your life, um, but then for things like, 
you know, family, um, relationships, health and fitness, um, what else is in there, fun and recreation, friends, um, you know, the spiritual, your personal development, education, that sort of thing. So give yourself a score on each of those areas and that can be a great place to start because it really helps you to see which of those are really important to you but also which are really lacking at the moment and, you know, that can be a good area to focus. So, um, yeah, I just think that's that's a fantastic way to start, just looking for yourself um, getting getting that really clear in your own head and then coming together as as your team. Uh, you get a great exercise to get everyone in your team to work through that actually. And uh, you know, and that's that way, you know, we can work together um, as a team to grow our business, but also help each team member individually to um, grow as a person and achieve their goals as well, which is is pretty exciting. So and the other thing like I encourage my clients to start their meetings with is really reflect on the things that they're really grateful for um, because it's it's kind of sets the the tone of the meeting it, it gives you it puts you into that abundance mentality instead of a scarcity mentality and I think that's just a great space to be in when you're planning so you know I love that idea of just starting with okay you know let's let's list 20 things we're really really grateful for or 50 things or whatever it might be just to get that sort of that vibe flowing <laughs> Um, and, you know, I know some people, depending on where you are, where your headset is, if you've had a tough harvest or whatever, it can be difficult to think what you're grateful for. But, you know, if you stop and just think about some of the important things in your life and what it would be like if they weren't there, it can pretty quickly put you into a spot of gratitude. So, um, so yeah, that's just a couple of quick little hints. Um, and I guess the other thing I would say too is, you know, as you start that planning process and setting your goals, it's one of the dangers one of the problems I see is that people set like you know 50 goals that they want to achieve through the year and um so and I always just encourage people to you know bring that right down right down you know seven to ten max for your annual goals and, and even less than that for your, your quarterly goals because that just makes you get very get very very clear on where you are heading um if you've got you know too many goals you you know you just you, you can't focus on all of them <laughs> and so you know too many and you end up you know not being properly focused on anything so um yeah whereas if you just decide you know what are what are our key even you know four or five things that we want to achieve this year it makes sure that you have you know really really clear fo focus on those so that's just a couple of little tips that's great cheryl i think um that wheel of life um pie chart that you talked about is something that we might share with this podcast because i agree it's such an important way in which to make sure that our reflection and then our plans are balanced across all the key areas of life and it's also wonderful to hear you speak to the importance of um, coming from a place of abundance and gratitude as we launch into our planning but also connecting with our core values um, there are some big decisions to make at the start of any year and if you're in that mindset and if you are um, connecting with your core values then it makes the decision making so much stronger and so much easier um, than if we're not. So thank you. Great comments. And then to come back to the simplicity needed. So rather than lots of goals coming back to five or seven P definite goals, that's so important in focusing and aligning everyone um, in the journey ahead. So thank you. Wonderful comments. Tracy, what about for you? So I would um, add to all of those things that what Westy and Cheryl have both just shared that don't wait 
to be happy when you achieve your goals. I find that sometimes when people are setting goals, they actually become frustrated that they haven't reached the goal yet. And they're more focusing on the lack of having what they want than actually what they want. And so the biggest learning that I've had over the last few years is to enjoy the journey and to don't wait to be happy, be happy now. So make your feelings your priority and start the day by making how you feel your priority. When you first open your eyes, you are in charge of what you start to think. And you can think things that make you feel overwhelmed or stressed or resentful towards someone, or you can think things that make you feel great. And if you decide and commit to making how you feel a priority and adjusting. It doesn't make negative feelings wrong, but adjusting those feelings in the time frame that you can, whatever that may be, then you're going to have a great year because you're going to feel happy next year. And that's certainly my priority. Perfect. Thank you, Tracy. So um, for our listeners, just make sure that as you roll through harvest and and finish on this year that you do take enough time to reflect and re-energise. I'm going to put it out there that farmers aren't necessarily very good at giving themselves long extended breaks away from the farm. But my tip is when you do get round having recovered and re-energised, be away from your farm. Take people to a wonderful setting and um, have two days as a team going deep into what are the key lessons learned and what are the key priorities for the year ahead. Um, Irrespective of how the season has been for you this year and in spite of all the challenges, 2021 can absolutely be your best year yet. But what's so important is making sure that we give ourselves the best chance of seeing that happen by getting set really strongly. So those two days that Westy mentioned and some of those rituals and tactics that both Cheryl and Tracy have mentioned are just so important. So with this podcast, we're going to share a workbook that we give to all of our clients, which is finish the year before it starts. It's an amazing workbook that has some fantastic questions that help you navigate a planning process. And so for all of you listening, just keep an eye out for that link in the introduction to this podcast. And by all means, print it out, give it to all of your family members and your key team members, have them work through that so that they can arrive into a family planning meeting that is as strong as you've had, hopefully. So enjoy that and thank you. So now guys, just in rounding out, um, so just in finishing, guys, um, I'm gonna get each of you to share one of your Um, key goals for the new year and one word of inspiration or advice to our listeners on what else they might do to make 2021 their best year yet. So Tracy, could I throw to you first? What's one of your goals and what's um, your final tip for our listeners? My key goal for 2021 is to make an even bigger impact um, next year. So um, my business has really grown this year and I've been able to help many more people make that shift into being very present, very calm and very happy with their lives and I want to keep doing more of that. Um, And my tip would be that really what matters in life is we're here to have a good time, we're here to enjoy ourselves And so just don't take life quite as seriously and make sure that you inject fun and connection and love into your life. Thanks, Tracy. What a wonderful final comment. Thank you. Cheryl, for you? 
Um, yeah, one of our goals in our business this coming year is to really get some of those systems in place that we talk about in Farm Owners Academy um, uh, with, with the new team in place just to um, get the structures there to help them on their journey. And I guess for me personally, it's going to be about really letting go, stepping back, um, allowing them to do what they need to do, um, So, um, which I'm looking forward to. Um, and in terms of a tip, um, I, I saw this little quote which said, anticipate awesomeness. And I think, you know, that's that's a great way to go into your planning meeting and, and we'll come out of it anticipating awesomeness for the year because I think, um, yeah, you just have that sort of mindset and awesomeness will happen. So. Which speaks perfectly to your optimism, Cheryl, which we all love. So thank you so much for that. Westy, um, key goal for you and Becky for this year perhaps and um, a final tip for our listeners. Yeah, our key goal is, um, yeah, so we're going to spend a lot of time visiting our, our farmers and our clients around Australia. So we, we, to Tracy's point, we just want to have fun. We just want to go and have fun. No real agenda with our clients um, except to just have fun with them. Um, and that's that's what 2021 is about for us. Um, I think a bit of a tip for me is for 2021 is just dream big. Just dream big and make it happen. Um, stretch yourself, get excited, um, and then go find out, go and find out how to make that happen. Um, is the key and just reinvent yourself if you don't read books go and read, go start reading books if you don't exercise go start exercising ask yourself those questions what don't I do that I should be doing or could be doing um, and reinvent yourself in in one two maybe three ways wonderful Westy thank you so a lot of what we've talked about in this conversation um, is very much around making time one to re-energize and then two to reflect and work with your team to set a really strong plan going into the new year. That's not always easy. Um, there are a number of reasons why some families will find that hard to do. I just want to encourage you guys just to make a start. It might not be two full days, but if you can come together for a few hours, that might be enough. Um, if you can achieve all that we've talked, talked about today, so much the better. But um, just identify those challenges that you have. Westy has made a good point to me beforehand that there are so many farming families around us that have been down the path that you're wanting to go down. And one of the wonderful things about being part of this Farm Owner Academy community is that we are in masterminds supporting each other. So one farming family has a whole bunch of others um, supporting their success. And equally, we can find people within our network that we can go and meet with and speak to who can help us build out our plan and arrive to um, completion of a goal more quickly. So I guess what I'm suggesting, my tip for you all is don't go it alone in 2020. If um, for whatever reason you are trying to navigate growing your farm and, and building out your business on your own, just know that there are so many people around you that you can call on. Go and find some mentors in our industry that have walked the walk and um, surround yourself in people who can help you get it done. So, Westy, Cheryl, Tracy, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the dedication and the commitment that you demonstrate to your clients as we help them 
on their journey with us. Um, as we've touched on, it's just amazing to see the success that is playing out across our client base and across our community. Um, very much the result of your support and your commitment to um, coaching and mentoring them on their journey. So thank you all for your time. Um, you can all speak at once. Let's talk over each other. Just um, <laughs> thanks, Hutch. Thanks, Hutch. <laughs> thanks so much for your time, guys. The three of you for Christmas and for a wonderful festive season and here's to a wonderful 2021. And you. Thank Good you. Luck, everyone. Enjoy. So thank you all for listening. All the best as you wrap up 2020 and let's make 2021 your best year yet. Thank you guys and take care and bye for now. <laughs>